go to the back door and go to class. They're going to have a good class today. Uh, you guys may wish you were out there. Y'all know there's donuts and fritters and uh, long johns and stuff out in the foyer for just for the men. <laughs> and anyone they want to give them to. So it's like uh, we are share, right? Uh, this is going to be fun, but it's going to be a little challenging. You got the basket, Ricardo? Good. Just keep it there. Um, because, men, we're the notorious ones for not wanting to participate. I like, you, you learn at a really young age, don't volunteer for anything. And do not ever be the first to volunteer, right? It's uh, because you don't know what's about to happen. And it took me, I was like 26 years old before I realized that. And so I kept volunteering all the time. But today it's going to be participation, guys. And I'll make fun of you and I'll try to make it light. And, uh, but at the same time, it's very, very serious. And it's very important, maybe would be the word. You, you matter. Uh, men, and this is Father's Day, right? But uh, I believe all, all, of, all men father. And it's who we are. Whether you have biological children or not, you're, you're gifted and created to Father. And so today I want to look at uh, this. And God has over and over again, we've been prophesied as a, as a body for 20 years. We're a fathering gener- a congregation. We're a fathering body. You're a fathering generation. It's like, what does that mean, you know? Um, well, I believe, and I want to show you guys, this is just a video from the National Park Service. And... Uh, if anybody needs Kleenex, we have ushers that uh, just uh, raise your hand and wave it and say that I'm really very, very sensitive and I'll need Kleenex and they'll get you some, okay? So there's some scattered out in here. Men, you got to loosen up. If y'all can't smile and have fun, this is going to be a long morning. you got to loosen up. I'm going to make fun of you because that's what men do when we care about somebody. We make fun of them. Remember when you were in school and when you pulled the little girl's pigtails and you messed with her stuff and you thought you were flirting? <laughs> And then you got decked. Yeah, that's men never change. So I want you to watch this video. I think it'll speak. To, it really speaks to me. I think it'll speak to us. Whenever he's that flag. The troops down below just went crazy. Ships offshore, all the whistles were blowing. I tell you, it, it was really a proud moment. Whenever I see the American flag displayed, I think about seeing what the Marines went through on Iwo to raise that flag. a moment captured in time forever. The U.S. Marine Memorial Dedicated by President Dwight D. Eisenhower on November 10th, 1954, honors the Marines who have died in every major conflict since 1775 and their comrades and other service members beside them. All we can do is remember them and what they did and why they had to be brave for us. The monument is a symbol of dedication 
devotion, commitment, duty, and doing so much to help our country preserve its freedom, its peace, its liberty, its justice. It is a source of inspiration. We take an oath to our nation. There is no expiration date on that oath. I state your full You solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. We are here to protect our nation, to protect the Constitution, protect our rights. We are prepared to go into the worst places, and we are prepared to fight, not just in the sense of taking out the enemy, but we are there to do humanitarian assistance. Someone is relying on you to accomplish your mission. No matter if you were a Marine in World War I or World War II or Korea. Those rice paddies and jungles of Vietnam or the sands of Iraq or the treacherous mountains of Afghanistan. You have a kinship. It's all about taking care of the guy on your left and the guy on your right. The bonding that goes on in the Marine Corps stays with you till the day you die. understand that they cannot allow those who have gone before to be let down. They know they can never let that legacy die. That's why history is so important. It's, it's part of our ethos. It's part of who we are. This is a place that honors and memorializes the sacrifice of Marines because they are no longer with us in the flesh must take a moment to thank their families, their sons, their daughters, their spouses, their fathers, their mothers, cousins. The families, those are the people who give more. I've come home. I gave more than I ever did. And we'll be forever grateful for their sacrifice. What we want you to do if we don't come home, is to continue to enjoy your life because that's what I was willing to sacrifice for. This inspired monument is a tribute to the indomitable courage of and a manifestation of their faith in America. This is you. And you. And you. Silent, yet it will speak. Speak a universal tongue of the past, the present, and for the future. That flag means the world to me. Because when I seen that raise up on the Iwo Jima, 
That was the best sight I've ever seen in my life. Because we was seeing so much death, but yet there's freedom. I was free. I might not make it through the day, but I'm free right now. That flag that goes up over Suribachi represents all of America. It represents our ideals, our morals, our ethics, our willingness to sacrifice, to endure hardships in order to see things through. That is a great monument and symbol to the American people and the American way of life. It's freedom, man. It's freedom pretty much for me. You know, I thought I was going to make it this time. <laughs> Almost did. Uh, there's something deeply moving about that. And uh, I believe that as men, there's something inside of every one of us that's called to be a hero, that's called to give, to sacrifice, to provide. I mean, that was why they had to be brave for us. So we would have freedom. So we could enjoy life. Even if they, oh, that hurts. Even if they didn't get to come home. And men, we understand that inside. I think every man has that inside of him. It's like, it's like we understand inherently inside of you, you understand there's someone relying upon you to accomplish your mission. None of us are alone. And people rely on you. Not just your family, not just your own children. People, the society, we rely on each other. And there's something that happens inside of men. You know why they rely on you? Because that's who you are. That is who you really are. God has created you to be a hero. You have everything, and you're fully equipped to lead the people God's called, created you to lead. You're uh, endowed. I picked that word because that means from outside of us, we are endowed with the ability to achieve the mission God's given each one of us. It's a gift from God, and it's in us. And you see that uh, every one of us have been given everything we need to raise the flag in our generation. You know, that was Iwo Jima, an island in World War II, and it cost, it was great cost that they were able to overcome the enemy and take that island, and it had to happen to win the war. And that's the picture. They have video and pictures of the men actually doing that and uh, what happened there. And they took the island. Well, guys, every one of us have been born, on, been born on an island. And every one of us needs to raise the flag. We're the people that raise the flag in our generation. Men, all men, whether you're a biological father or not, no matter how old you are. You know, I see it. We were created for this. I see it in little boys. You ever notice little boys? They'll line things up. They'll, they'll dig holes for no reason. They'll play war. They'll play army. They'll play all these games. And then they want to win. They're competitive. It's inside their nature. And what it is, that's part of who God's created them to be. You were created to overcome. 
And y'all know this verse because we've been stuck in Genesis for a while. In Genesis 1.27, here's the verse, right? And I've read it several times. God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase. For some men, I think that's all we heard was be fruitful and increase. Uh, Thank you for laughing. Who laughed? I appreciate that. (laughs) Tommy, you're it. (laughs) That uh, I could say some crude things, but I won't. Um, Fill the earth and subdue it. And that's not rage over it. That's like when you're... I, I want to subdue my garden, that little piece of dirt I have in my front yard. I want to subdue it so it'll produce the most fruit possible. That's what we were created for. And we all do that. And rule over the fish and the sea and the birds and the song. Every man, every man feels the weight, the responsibility. I think every one of us feel the burden for that. And, and I want to tell you, when you see it the way the Lord sees it, there's freedom. You see, because I think a lot of times all we see is the weight. We, we feel our inadequacies. We feel the pressure to do more, to be more. We, we feel these things to accomplish more. I think we all feel that, guys. I mean, you know, this is Father's Day, so I, I, I'm talking to men, but it's true for everybody. Um, we feel that and a lot of men feel it and sometimes we don't react right we feel we're not able to do what we need to do we look at we compare ourselves to the world around us we compare ourselves to the literature to movies whatever and we don't feel like we're there and you know even uh, in the midst of all of that as a man, you can't admit you're struggling. That's losing to admit it's hard, to ask for help. And we become uh, alone in the world. And, you know, we have to face, we have a struggle, we have a battle in here, right? We have a battle inside in our minds, and we feel like we have to face it alone. The, you know, the battle with insecurities, with our failures, with the battle with our uh, inadequacy. Sometimes it's a battle with loss we've experienced. It's a battle where we've fallen down and we get up and we fall down and we get up and we fall down and we get up and it's just like never ending. And we, we, we face all that alone. And sometimes we medicate, sometimes we avoid, sometimes we... Uh, react in anger and rage and it's lots of different ways that we deal with it we may, we all make bad choices we all make mistakes we all fail we all have physical and mental limitations and as men those kinds of things those battles most men we keep it inside and we don't tell anybody and we make jokes you know it's uh we, we, we joke with each other, and we kid, and the whole time we're struggling. Men, it's hard. F- you know, it's hard for us to admit it. I think that's why in most churches, women uh, are the predominant numbers in churches, because women have, 
I'll say, greater courage, and they can admit they need help before we can. You know, uh, it's funny. Men, we were never created to do it alone. From the very beginning, the foundation, before the foundation of the world, God said we will do this with him, that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. We weren't created to do it alone. Um, it's time for us to raise the flag. Each one of us, every man in the room. You see, we all have an island. We all have a place. We all have a garden. We all have a pea patch that God has created no one else in the world to, to subdue except for you. And that thing where we compare ourselves and we think all these deals and we, we say, yeah, but you know how, and we put ourselves down and we limit ourselves when God created us perfect to do what we've been created to do. Every one of us individually. I, uh, in Genesis 2.15, you see that verse 18, right? It's not good for the man to be alone. You see, God didn't create us to do it alone. He created us to do it with Him. With Him. Everything with Him. And when you're with Him, the power, His enabling, His power becomes real in your life. And you know what? We were created to do it with each other. With each other. Men, we were created to walk arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, and to win this war together. And you know what? We were created to do it with our families. We were created to do it with our families and our families. We were never meant to do it alone. And I think in our culture, we think being alone is strength. Or we think, we, if I'm alone, nobody will know my insecurities. Nobody will know my weaknesses. Nobody will know my history, my past. They won't know that I fell down 300 times on the same issue. Or they won't know that I'm physically not able. Or I'm emotionally not able or I'm mentally not able you see God created us this way that pressure is something we put on ourselves now God wants to do this with us God in us God in you is enough you and him are enough but do you know what it's not just God in you if I'm in God and God's in me, and you're in God, and you, God's in you, then guess what? We're in this together, too. We all become one, and it's not good for us to, to be alone. We were created to subdue this world and to take care of it, to put our handprint on this place, to right the wrongs, not to run from them, not to add to them, but to right them, to bring God's kingdom into our world, into our families, into my life. And the first thing we have to do is we have to decide to do this with God. And you know, it's, uh, now the Lord God, in verse 19, formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky, and he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And I don't know everything this means, but I believe this means that God's given us the power to proclaim the truth into people's lives. They were, he got to name everything. I believe that God's given you the power to look at a child and to proclaim the destiny and purpose and the future of that child. 
You get to say to that kid whether he's good or bad. You get to say whether he's enough or not enough. You get to say that he's good and he's loving and he's kind and he's patient and he's not a loser and he's not not enough and he's not weird or stupid. You're the one our words create in this world. Our words create. And God's called us to that. And that's where we're at. We do that with each other. Now, men, I know what we do together. We do it all the time, and I do it too. And, and I'm, listen, uh, the, the, I'm preaching, I'm not, whatever. I'm preaching to myself because I do it too. If I'm joking with you, I'll probably put you down. But what if my words really did have power? What if those cutting remarks actually are powerful? You see, God created us that way. He created us to take care of it. The first thing he said was, we're created in his image. Well, you know what? If you're created in God's image, you're enough. Yeah, but they're created. I want to be like that. I was looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno. I don't know why. When they were young, Lou Ferrigno made Arnold Schwarzenegger look little. The guy had muscles that big on each shoulder. It was just wild. It looked like a Brahma bull or something. I want to look like him. God didn't make me that way. I'm created in God's image. I think he was not. No, we all are. We all are. You are and I am. And the first thing we have to do is, is we have to come to faith about this. You know, in Romans uh, 4.16, let me show you this verse. You all know the verse. No, I'm going to go past that. Past that, Romans 4.16. We're going to get there. Bam. Therefore, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offsprings. That's us. Every one of us are an offspring of Abraham. Even if you're not biologically, you are spiritually. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. God calls things that are not as though they were. Guys, your words have the power to create inside of young people's lives. Your words have the power to create inside of each other's lives. And you know what's really, really, really important? Your words have the power to create in your life. You determine who you are. You determine if you're enough or not. You determine if you can fulfill God's destiny or not. You determine whether you matter on this world or not. And guys, I struggle with that because I want to think I don't. There's a battle going in, on in my mind all the time that I, my words don't have power. There's no potency in my words. But I believe what Abraham said. I believe what God said. I believe what Paul said. That I am created in His image and He speaks life into the world. And I do too because I'm created in His image. And I'm enough. You're enough. You've got to win that battle by faith because you can't go anywhere until you do that. You are enough. Yeah, but I, I, made, I, I, didn't, I didn't make good grades in school. That's enough for you. 
Now, it wouldn't be enough for you if you were a neurosurgeon or something, but it's enough for you. Well, all I do is, is uh, I was thinking this other day, I, I had such a wonderful time digging a ditch across my driveway. It took me a few hours with a pick, you know, because it's gravel, right? I had to pick it and drive it. And I dug a ditch, and I was so proud of myself. That's who I am. And the who I am is enough. Well, shouldn't you have been doing something to make money? Uh, no, that's not who I am. I'm me. I usually work without money. I, I, I call, usually I lose money when I work because I break stuff. That's who I am. Guys, who are you? I want to believe who I am is enough because I'm made in God's image. And he, you know what he did? He created them male and female. And he created us all different. Every one of us. Every man in this room is different. All of us are different. And God did that on purpose to fulfill his purpose. You know how you plant your flag? The first thing you do is you say, you know what? I'm created in his image and I'm good enough. I'm good enough. No matter what, I'm good enough. The second thing you do is you, you have to believe this is true. God blessed them. It's interesting to me how he said he blessed them. I believe that there's a blessing of God in, that God wants to bring into the world through each individual in this room. Every one of us carry the life of God that he wants to bring. That's why we all have to plant our flags. We all have to step out in faith and believing who we are. And what, it doesn't matter. He blessed them. You know, there's no singular in that. There's no superhero. We're all heroes. We all matter. We all add to the battle. You know, Ilajima, that battle was won by thousands of different people. All the way back to when they were building the ships in, in the shipyards. Every person played a part. And then he, he said uh, to every one of us, fill the earth and subdue it. Now, are you ready to begin calling things that are not as though they are. You start here. You start in your heart. Are you ready to repent of judging yourself, of limiting yourself, of comparing yourself, of looking at your past and looking at what you've lost and what you've broken? And are you ready to agree by faith, God, I'm me, but I say I'm enough. And God will change the world with enough people that say they're enough. God's ready for that to happen. We have two men uh, <clears throat> who've uh, made a video for us. Um, they want to bless the men at Grace Fellowship. And so we have Randy Boyd and uh, Mohan, Pastor Mohan Babu who are really fathers to us. They've been with us for over 20 years, both of them. And uh, they made us a video, so could you show that video? Hi, this is Randy Boyd, and I want to bless you on this Father's Day. Every father has three desires for his children. He desires them to be safe. And I declare God's safety and protection around you, your family, and Grace Fellowship. A father wants his children to be prosperous. 
I declare God's great prosperity over you in all things and over the fellowship of the church. And a father desires children to love one another. I declare love, peace, and joy in your individual families and the families of Grace Fellowship. God bless you. Happy Father's Day. Dear Alan and Grace Fellowship, good morning. It's my immense pleasure and privilege to share a few thoughts on Father's Day. Today being Father's Day, it's so important to thank our Heavenly Father, who is the source of every good thing in our lives. He loves us with an everlasting love. He will not leave us nor forsake us. He has a great plan and a purpose in our lives. He who started a good thing in our lives will surely accomplish it. Father's blessings are so important in our lives. It is written in the Bible. They were passed from Abraham to Isaac and then from Isaac to Jacob and then Jacob to all his 12 sons. In New Testament, the spiritual fatherhood is established to release Father's blessings in our lives. Just an example, Paul to Timothy. Today, this day, I would love to speak out and release the blessings upon Grace Fellowship in every walk of your lives. The Grace Fellowship should be known for the manifest presence of God. Let the sevenfold anointing be released upon all of you to move in the mighty anointing and signs and wonders which results in greater harvest. Let the evangelistic thirst be upon each one of you to reach out the lost with Father's love. The Grace Fellowship should be known for unity and brotherhood and for loving one another. Let Grace Fellowship be blessed with peace, presence, provision and protection in every walk of your lives. It's my sincere prayer that Grace Fellowship should accomplish the vision which God has given to you in your lifetime. Thank you, Alan, for giving me this wonderful opportunity. Enjoy the Father's Day and receive the Father's Day blessings. God bless you all. I really thank Alan for once again for giving me this wonderful opportunity. Blessings. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Do you believe in the blessings of a father? What both of those men said is true. Do you believe it? This morning, um, I believe we've been commissioned by God to call people out. You know, that, that term usually means get them in trouble, right? That isn't what I mean. I believe we've been commissioned by God to speak things into existence. The life, the reality, the blessings of God in people's lives. Man, that's what we're called to. And this morning, I'm going to challenge you to believe that your words matter. And to begin, first of all, speaking to this guy. Speak to this guy. You are enough. You do have a destiny. You are created to be a hero and to conquer this land. 
And then I believe that God wants us to speak to our families. And he wants us to speak to our friends. He wants us to speak to our neighbors. And it goes out from there. So this morning, um, of course, it was, I'm amazed by they've got a photo booth out front, which I don't know if any men have used the photo booth yet. If you did, you can have a free donut. So uh, the photo booth is for men to take pictures with people. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Shelby. Shelby and Dana decorated that stuff, and it's really good. And then we have a gift um, I have a couple things I want to do that I think are important, right? Uh, yeah, Ricardo, you want to give those, bring those up here. Thank you, sir. Uh, Dana uh, leads our prophetic team, and uh, she saw this and, and saw this for today. Because I really do believe it's a, it's a little keychain with an engraved piece of wood that says a fathering generation. And... And I really do believe that each man in this room, you're the key to God subduing the earth. And we all have a different island. And we're all unique and we're all created special. But I believe every, whether you're a physical father or not, you're still called. You're still a father generation. So this is where uh, men get really, it's time to stand up. Like I know I thought of this during, during worship this morning while I was standing by Aaron I was thinking, you know, if there was a fight going to break out in here, uh, I, I would just say, guys, I need help, and every man in the room would stand beside me, right? I mean, except for maybe Brian, but the rest of you would probably be here. <laughs> well, he's smarter than the rest of you. He knows fighting's not good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I said, see, see it's, it's humor. Brian, I, I speak the opposite of what I just said over you. I don't know how to say it, but I speak it over you. I want to bless you, men. I believe, I believe there's an anointing for you to break free today of the things we all struggle with, which is in here. Not believing we're enough. And I believe there's anointing to do that for every man in the room. So here's what I want to ask you to do, to be brave and uh, to do this. You don't have to do this. I won't make fun of you, Maybe. Depends on who you are. You know, anybody in the front four rows, I'm making fun of you. But I may not if you're in the back. I want to ask every man in here to come and stand with me. But you don't have to face the crowd. You can face that way for now. And I want to give you a, a keychain. And this keychain is a, is a blessing. I'm speaking this truth over you. You are a fathering generation. You are enough. So, uh, man, if you guys would. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> Who's on the verge? That's right. I mean, blessings. So if you would, just get one, and you can just stand beside me. or Yeah, you can do it. You are a fathering generation. You are a fathering generation. Yeah, you're a fathering generation. Come on, you got to stand beside me. You gotta, like, we're going to be shoulder to shoulder. That's how men stand. You are a fathering generation. You are a fathering generation. You are a fathering generation. You're a fathering generation. You're a fathering generation. You're a fathering generation. Yeah, you're a fallen fathering generation. You're a fathering generation. 
You're a fathering generation. You are a fathering generation. You're a fathering generation. You're a fathering generation. You are a fathering generation. You are a fathering generation. You just get one. He wanted another one. You're a fathering generation. I'm having a hard time. You're a fathering generation. 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 How many ushers we got outside of here? You're a father. Two more. Two more. Um, oh, yeah. Take upstairs, too. You're good. Um, guys, would y'all come in closer because I don't like being alone. <laughs> God told me, you're not, come on, you're not supposed to be alone. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to play a song. Okay. It's a long song. You got your guitar? Uh, no, I, I got a radio. Uh, I want to play this song, and then we're going to do one more thing, and we'll be done. So you guys, this song, I believe, is speaking to this generation of men. Okay? Yeah, I like that. Um, I want to knock one of those down, too. Uh, could you guys all face me now? Could y'all come in, like, closer? Like, in the, like, there. Um closer yeah like collapse I guess make it y'all know what a scrum is okay you're not English uh, okay um, yeah I feel like it's it's like we've heard from the prophetic team that uh, you know what we're here for we're here for each other it, we really are and we're here and I think sometimes some of us hit a place where we're tired we're, we're at the end, you know, and we need a hand up, you know, that, that, that verse when he talked about it, you lift me up on your shoulders, yeah, we do that when we're, when we're hurting, we lift each other up, and this morning, uh, just with the guys up here, uh, if you're at a place where you need a hand up, uh, I want the guys, you know, us, to pray for each other, and, uh, and I know it's a little strange, they can't hear me out there right now. Hear <laughs> me? I really don't care if they hear me, uh, right? So if you're at a place, let's just bow our heads. And just let just get with you and the Lord now. If you're at a place where you need to be lifted up, you need your friends to lift you up. Uh, just raise your hand. Okay, guys, and you can look around. If anybody wants to, we'll pray for each other. You know, lunch await. Okay, we're good. Okay, good. Now, I want to ask everybody to stand up out there. And could I go back to the front? Y'all can face this way now. I'm going back to the front. Um, I want you guys, I want to give you guys the freedom right now to uh, express your appreciation to the fathers who sacrificed and give and are going to continue to give in our lives. So you guys just show them how you appreciate them.
Amen. Thank you, guys. Y'all are amazing. God bless you guys. Y'all have a great Father's Day. We're done. We're done.